0: Ladies and gentlemen, I welcome you to the depths of hell, because that is where I'm broadcasting from, Florence, South Carolina, OYO, or O-Y-O Hotel in Florence, South Carolina. The hotel room was $40, okay? I'm not going to leave that out. I went the cheap route, okay? I'm here for one night, and a complete max 13 hours on end. Saw there was a Popeyes nearby. It's directly in the middle of my trip from New York to West Palm Beach. So you know what? I went the cheap route. Okay? I could have spent an extra thirty dollars, gotten a run of the mill holiday in, but I said, you know what? We'll use that thirty dollars for the bar. We'll use that thirty dollars for restaurants. I'm dying to go to another restaurant. So I went the cheap route. Well I deserve it. This room is an absolute piece of fucking shit. It is so fucking bad. This is my introduction to the hotel. It's right next to a Waffle House. Which I've only been to one Waffle House in Ohio before. So, like, okay, that's kind of convenient. See, then I gotta talk quiet. Because I think I hear people outside my door. It's so scary, man. I, I pull up to my room. After checking in. Surprisingly enough, they have actually room key cards. So that's nice. And he goes, yeah, it's around back. 2 2, two. So, okay. Thank you. I uh, drive around back. Directly in front of my room is this beater. Probably like a 95 Ford Ranger. Some bullshit like that. And the guy's hood's open. He's got a big ass speaker like a party speaker just playing music and he's got his cords hooked up to the car hooked up to his room which door is wide open blast the music mind you it's like eight forty. it's still a little bit sunny out so i don't really care that much and i was about to go eat anyway but still i was very shocked to see that upon entry i had to kind of skip rope over these wires to get to my room i go in i open the door I look to my left, and I see this chair. This is a lounge chair that has stains up and down, just dark stains. It looks like someone was hacked to death in this room. I'm serious, and they didn't bother to clean it up. It's a dark green chair with dark stains all over it, splatter marks. Like It looks like a crime scene. It's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. So then I look over to the bathroom. I see that it was very classy that they put the mini-fridge right next to the sink. So then there's that. Take a peek into the restroom. And there is zero toilet paper to be found. Just bring your own toilet paper. We're not going to use our money to wipe your ass. Just no toilet paper. So okay. I look into the tub and the bottom is like eroded. It looks like it was used to, the crime scene that we saw in the room about 30 seconds earlier, it looks like it was used to decompose the dead body like in Breaking Bad. That's really what it looks like. When Jesse thinks he can do it in the tub, but then Walter gets freaks out of them because it corrodes porcelain, it looks like these people made the same mistake. They realize that the chemicals corroded the, por- the porcelain and they quickly drained it out and put it in a Tupperware container. It didn't go all the way through, because they realized they made a mistake early on, but it is corroded to where some parts of the tub are pitch black, because okay, it just ate through the porcelain. So then, I look over to the bed. Oh, the godforsaken bed. Just two pillows. Just two pillows that I am afraid to touch. Two flat pillows. And I'm recording this while sitting on the bed. I don't know why. I don't know why. I figured if I bring my own blankets in here, which I brought, I don't want to get them whatever is on this bed. I do not want that to happen. I don't want to have my personal laundry become infected with whatever is on this godforsaken sheets, this godforsaken pillows, this godforsaken comforter. Okay? I didn't want that to happen. So, here I am now. Laying, somehow, some way, in any sense of the word, relaxed, on this hotel bed. <sighs> I've been better. The trip down was actually delightful. I had a great time. I stopped in Richmond, which was six hours away from my house, and then I drove another four hours and 15 minutes to get here. A little bit past the halfway point between... New York, and West Palm Beach. When I stopped in Virginia, the people were very nice. They really were. I went to ZZQ Barbecue, which is a Texas-style barbecue joint in Richmond. Delicious food. Brisket. uh, It was pulled brisket sandwich with pickled onions. The brisket sandwich had this thing called thick sauce on it. And I like how they just said, hey, trust me. You trust us on the flavor, all right? Trust us on the flavor. We know it's great. We know it's fantastic. We'll know you love it. But this is one thing you need to know about the sauce that is on your sandwich. It's goddamn thick, all right? It's in a bitch sauce. It's a thick sauce, all right? And you're going to know it when you bite into that sandwich. So we got it on the flavor. We don't have to describe it at all in the name about the flavor. But that consistency it's fucking thick and banana pudding, and a slaw. Not all slaws are created equal, though. I found that out then. Because I'm used to the creamy, pulled pork-style, mayo, sweet coleslaw. This was anything but sweet. This was spicy. It was spicy, and it was filled with vinegar. Which, I guess there was different kinds of slaw, and I found out that the hard way. But, everything else was fantastic. I went into a Wawa, got some iced tea, Unfortunately they did not have the Honor Palmer Tall Boys in there, so I had to suffice with Wawa brand, sweet tea and iced tea. Uh, two for two dollars. Not that great of a deal when the tall boys, ninety nine cents, but you know, I'll live with it. So then I hit the road again and I passed a bunch of stuff. I passed what felt like hundreds of fireworks stores, and it gave me the itch. I wanted to pull over and buy some fireworks. That's how I was when I was a kid. A big pyromaniac. And I still have that buried deep inside of me. But I resisted the urge. And I just kept on driving. I wanted to get to my destination. I wanted to get to my paradise of a hotel room. In my eyes. While I was on the road. I wanted to get there as soon as possible. So I did not stop for fireworks. When I was in Richmond. I was driving down the road off of 95. And it was so funny. It was so funny. There was, a, um, there was an old school... 60 style burger drive up joint That you would see like in Greece Right just an old school That baby blue with the pink All flashy And <laughs> in case you've been under rock There's been the protests for Black Lives Matter All across the country Which sometimes have turned to looting So this company took out They pulled all the stops out They did not want their storefront To get looted So they did what anyone reasonably would do They went to Microsoft Word, they went to (laughs) Times New Roman, font size 112, printed a B, new page, printed an L, new page, printed an M, and put that out on the window. Three pieces of printer paper, BLM. That was beautiful. It was solidarity to a T. And like when I was on the road when I'm on the road I'm the biggest bitch when it comes to speeding like if I see any sign at all that indicates that there is a higher chance that you will get pulled over or there's a higher fine I go to the speed limit immediately I get so scared when it says work zone I get terrified so I go drop it right down to 55 and then cars fly past me like I am a wuss and I absolutely am I don't know. It's just terrifying. And then like on 95, when you get to Virginia and South, there's these signs that say aircraft monitor speeding. I don't even know what that means. I generally have no idea what that means, but it was enough to scare me away into slowing down. Just slowing all the way down. (sighs) But yes, I record this currently. It's 1044 p.m. And I'm still alive. Let the record show I'm still alive if my impending killer that's going to break into this room can find this audio recording and upload it to the podcast, Cat Daily. That would be very kind of you. They will know I'm alive at now it's 10.45 p.m. But that's really my concern right now, is there is a blatant crime scene here. And I didn't like call the front desk either, but I didn't really report this to anyone. So that's probably my bad, but after being a hassle, you know, and asking for toilet paper, I think I used up my one favor of the night, and I think I'm just going to take what I got for $40 and be happy with it. So I went to uh, Popeye's for dinner. Well, at least I thought I was going to go to Popeye's for dinner. I walk in, and the lady passes me goes, got no more chicken. And I'm really good at this, thinking on the fly, when, when strangers unsolicitedly speak to me I'm really good at snapping back and being smooth as can be especially to adults and I found out this works especially good to southern adults and I go ain't got no chicken why the lights on and she loved it she loved it so much and that made up for the fact that Popeyes was closed because this lady this lady right here knew that I was one funny person so I took advantage I guess Of the one food that I really want to. That can comfort me in this insane asylum of a hotel room. This hotel room is probably worse than any of the rooms in No Country for Old Men. This is what it feels like. So I took advantage. And I went to Zaxby's for the first time. At the point that I pulled into Zaxby's. By the way, I went the wrong way into the entrance. And almost got an accident with the car going the opposite direction. But I get to Zaxby's at 950 and there is a long drive through line a very long drive through line but you know what I'm not gonna go all the way to Florence, South Carolina and get Taco Bell because that was the only th- other thing open that and McDonald's I was gonna try Zaxby's for the first time I get to the went to the uh, speaker and it's like 10.05 I look it up and they close at 10 but they were so nice enough to take my order anyway so gave them a good tip I was very happy with the service but the food sucked. I do not like Zaxby's at all. I will never go to Zaxby's again. Popeyes or die. Chick-fil-A or die. Any other chicken, fuck that. Zaxby's sucked. I hate Zaxby's. I got the TLC sandwich, which is their like basic go-to sandwich. Mayo, lettuce, tomato, chicken bun, all that. Not that good. No good texture, no good flavor. The fries sucked. And I got like the cheese curds, also bad. You can get better cheese curds at... Sheets, one thousand percent. But I'm filled up. I ate the food whether I liked it or not. And I watched a little bit of Couples Retreat. One of these days, I'm gonna have a Vaughnathon, a Vince Vaughnathon, because every movie he's in is fantastic. I fucking love Vince Vaughn. And as I'm recording this right now, they uh, they turn the speaker back on. <laughs> the fellas out outside fixing their car, and it is blasting music at 10:49 p.m. So that's very nice. Welcome back, fellas. I missed you. I'm gonna move the mic closer so you can so you can hear what's happening outside. Oh. Oh they turned they turned it off. They had a sense of decency and they decided it might be a little bit too late. We're in a hotel and we should probably turn this music off or down. So you won't get to hear the uh the classical tunes are spinning outside of the uh, one-quarter star hotel, OYO Hotel, Florence, South Carolina. In the sports world, the only thing that's really happened is reaction to the protests, reaction to Drew Brees, all that stuff. I mean, there's not really anything to say about it other than the world needs sports back, It desperately needs sports back and I've kind of tweaked my stance on the ongoing negotiations between the MLB owners and the players. God damn it. The owners want a 48-game season, so they don't have to pay the players that much? That's goddamn bullshit. Because a 48-game season is no good for anybody. For anybody. You're telling me we're going to see Garrett Cole, new signing with the New York Yankees, record deal, we're going to see him pitch max 10 times in the regular season? That's not a real baseball season. See, you can sell me on 82 games. You cut it in half, we have to deal with it. Everyone's having cutoffs from COVID-19. But a 48-game season shows me you do not give a shit about the fans. That's what it shows me. That's what it shows me. I'm in the camp where I want more baseball and as soon as possible. And right now, that's what the players are giving to me. So I'm on their side. I don't really care about the money stuff that much. I just want more baseball and I want it now. Does that make me entitled? Well, I'm trying to go into a field of sports media, and that's why I want my career to be. So, yeah, I'm going to act entitled. You know, I spent four years, 160 grand at Penn State to cover sports. And as soon as I graduate, no sports. So you know what, MLB? We're all going through some shit right now, okay? We're all going through some shit. Suck it up. 48 games, the players shouldn't agree to that, and the owners look like a bunch of jackasses. It's a load of shit. 48 games, and then you hop into the playoffs because that's where you'll make your TV money? Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. How do you call yourself an owner of an MLB baseball team if you think that 48 games is something, any resemblance of an MLB season? Are you serious right now? How do you say that with a straight face? 48 games. 48 games. And before, it looked like the owners were trying to set up the players as being the bad guys for the media and for the fans because it's like the owners, they want to have a season, but the players won't agree to this offer. Now, it's completely flipped. It's completely, completely flipped and the players fire back because they're like, you're depriving the entire country of anything close to a season. 48 games. Think about how ridiculous that is. Think about how last season was through 48 games. Because I'll give you a hint. It'd be a lot different if the playoffs started after 48 games. This would be like if the MLB season started and went to May 21st, when the 2019 World Series champions were a whopping 19 and 29. And they ended up being the best team in baseball. 48 games is a slap in the face for every baseball fan on the face of the goddamn earth. Okay? And call me a fake fan if I say this? I would rather skip the season. We'll try again next year. No one will take a 48-game season World Series champion for real. Literally no one will take that championship for real if they're won that would be the biggest asterisk we've seen in modern sports history. And I mean that. That's worse than the Astros. The Astros championship means much more than a team that won a championship with a regular season of 48 games. Scratch it all start next year. It's ridiculous. A 48-game regular season World Series champion might as well be the Maui Invitational championship in college basketball. <laughs> That's really what it is. It's a joke. It's a joke. How can you work in sports if you think a 48-game regular season is any sense of the word sufficient? It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And we see these coronavirus trends going in positive directions everywhere. We see places opening up like that. I mentioned in the last podcast Texas is going to have 50% capacity starting college football. I mean, it's unreal. Florida's opened all the way back up. Georgia opened up a month ago. I think a month and a half ago. Phase 1 in New York is opening up. And yet, they're squandering it. They really could have had a 100-game season. But no. The greedy fucks that you call the MLB owners don't want good baseball. They want fat wallets. And for anyone, including myself, that were putting any blame on the players before, completely unjustified now they want to play more games which would also make more money and make fans happy that's it period point blank and in discussion they want to provide their talents more than the owners are willing to pay them (laughs) the NBA released their plan NHL has their plan NFL is probably going to have fans (laughs) but they can't get a deal done. Way to go. Way to go. Who are the losers here? Dodgers are big losers. They're losing the one year they had at Mookie Betts. Yankees are losers. I think any contending team's a loser. The Yankees have these guys on their rookie deal still, and every one of these years is huge. You're getting Aaron Judge for a bargain. You're getting Gary Sanchez for a bargain. You're getting Glaber Torres for a bargain. Well, throw the year away. Sorry. Sorry, maybe next time. I guess twenty seventeen will be the closest you'll ever get to a World Series with these guys. Sorry. Oh, Garrett Cole, that was fun. Remember when that happened? Remember when he got signed? That was a fun night. At a boy Brian Cashman. Nope. Won't be able to see him in 2020. Down the shitter. A full summer. Vacant. All for baseball. The NBA is going to start in August. The NBA is going to take over in August. But nope. June, July. Vacant. We get to watch NASCAR. UFC. And golf. When baseball could slide in. Take the bull by the horns. And dominate. Sports coverage. But the greedy fucks. MLB owners won't let it happen. Speaking of UFC, UFC 250 was an incredible card on Saturday night. Absolutely stupendous card. We had a lot of doubters coming in. But two unreal, disgusting knockouts on the main card. Two of the best knockouts you'll ever see. Two walk-off knockouts. Right before the end of the round... Uh, Cody Garbrandt cocks back after keeping his hands down on his hips. Right arm on the fence. Right arm on the fence. One second left in the round. Cocks back. Knocks the dude out cold. Absolutely paced to dude If you haven't seen it yet, look it up. Look it up. Because Cody Garbrandt absolutely probably murders in cold blood. Rafael Osanco. It was ridiculous. I mean, it left... DC speechless left Joe Rogan speechless, just audible. Wow. Wow. absolutely incredible knockout and that was later on in the night. And then earlier in the night, then early in the night, Sean O'Malley has a knockout of his own where he just cocks back straight right knocks it out cold. one punch, walk off. didn't even attack him on the ground. knew he was out as soon as he connected. And he has rainbow dreads. Looked like an absolute clown show. And it was awesome. He is... The whispers are that he's going to be the next Conor McGregor. And Conor McGregor said he retired at the conclusion of the uh, UFC 250. But everyone knows he's retired twice in the past. And it's not really anything serious. He's just asking for more money. Seriously. Sean O'Malley, they call him the sugar show. He's getting talks of being the next Conor McGregor. Because he has the character. He has the personality. And he has the skill. And we saw his knockout potential on display in front of a pretty large audience. I mean, I'm not paying for the fights because, well, let's just say I'm sitting in a $40 hotel room that didn't come with toilet paper. I streamed him on Reddit, but incredible night of fights. And it was capped off with Amanda Nunes, showing that she is the greatest female fighter of all time. Just, she pitched a perfect game, really. To put it in terms of baseball, she pitched a perfect game in the main event of UFC 250. And there is no one that is going to beat her in the next two to three years. There's just no one in that division that she hasn't beaten handily right now. You know, she's a two-way class champ and doesn't look like she has any chance of dropping them anytime soon. Amanda Nunes is what Ronda Rousey thought she was. That's how dominant Amanda Nunez is and is going to be in the future. You know, Ronda Rousey thought she was immortal, walked like she was immortal, acted like she was immortal. And then, you know, you know what happened next. The rest of the women's division came together and said, yeah, this bitch isn't that good. (laughs) Like, she got kicked in the head once and that was the end of it. You know, exposed and then she ran away from the sport and decided to go... Wrestling WWE because the outcomes are controlled there where she cannot control the outcomes in the UFC When Vince McMahon can tell her that she's gonna win before the fight She can handle that and Amanda Nunez could have finished Felicia Spencer at will in the third round in the fourth round and the fifth round but Felicia Spencer showed that she had the chin and It was really just a pity party there. It was just showing the respect that she withstood so much punishment Relentlessly, And they could have thrown the towel in at the end of both the third and the fourth round. But no. Felicia Spencer stood in there, took a beating, and continued to fight back. She wasn't landing anything. At all. In any sense of the word. But she kept on fighting back. After getting cocked into the face repeatedly. Cocked in the legs repeatedly. She kept on coming back for more. Not only eating these punches, but going back and firing some of her own. So, I mean, massive respects for Felicia Spencer. But the story is, Amanda Nunes is the greatest female UFC fighter that the sport has ever seen. And she has no signs of slowing down. In her post-fight interview, she said that the only reason she fought for five rounds and didn't finish it earlier, so she could prove that she could fight for five rounds. She picks and chooses how the fight's going to end up. She doesn't try to do stuff in the Octodon. She just does it so she can show people what she can and will do. It's unreal. Unreal stuff that Dana White's putting out there for a national audience in the UFC. It's awesome stuff. So what is next for me? Well, I'm going to wake up. Hopefully, I'll wake up. Hopefully, I'll wake up. I'll be alive and well. I'll check out. I will get out of this shit can of a hotel room. And I'll head south once again. I have my stops in Darien, Georgia for a nice restaurant I saw on the water. And then it's down Florida I go. I think they're stopping cars at the border that have out-of-state license plates. So that'll be interesting. I'll have to put on my good boy voice and let them know I'm there for an internship. Maybe they'll take my temperature or something. I don't know. All the way down to Florida. And then I'll be in West Palm Beach. And then my summer begins. But right now, I'm just scared for my life. This is going to be posted in the morning. I won't post it now. It's a little bit too late at night. But I'll put it up there for the public viewing. Follow me on Twitter at sports C-K-A-T-T sports on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast, rate it five stars. I don't care. Honestly, I'm just happy to be alive if I wake up tomorrow. But this has been fun. It's been dangerous. But I do encourage everyone to go on road trips. This has been a very fun time. And I'm by myself. It kind of gives you a chance to stop whenever you want to stop. Really do whatever you want to do. Because there's nothing worse than when you have that guy with the bad bladder. And he always stops so many times when you just want to get on the road. Or if it's the opposite way. Where you are absolutely dying in the passenger seat. And you the other guy just won't stop which I'm the guy that doesn't want to stop. I do not want to stop unless absolutely, positively have to. So yeah, go on road trips by yourself. This has been a very fun experience so far until I got into the hotel room. But other than that, a great time. Podcasts saved up. Radio shows saved up. Music saved up. Driving north to south is great. I-95 is a fun road. I encourage everyone to do the same at least once in your life. But yeah, this is Cat Daily. Hopefully, I'll see you next time. Have a good one, folks.